Okay. One, two, three, three, two, one. I have a voice. I have a voice. I'm using it now. Welcome, my friends. Today is episode five, right along with Run Man, starring your host, Guy Who Runs, named Justin, also known as Runman. What's your name? What's your superhero name? I'm curious. If there's a comment section under this video in the whatever month, year, time capsule you find this on, if there is, let me know. I'm curious. Everyone's got one. Come on. Come on. You've got one. Anyway, I have not begun yet, but uh, the format of this podcast is I, I say a little brief thing. I start running off my front porch and I come back. Today, I'm looking at a short run, 20, 25 minutes. Let's get going. Oh, I'm going to walk to the end of the driveway here. Cloudless again. Not too bad on the heat just now. Gentle breeze, not too crazy. I was expecting a little more heat by this point in the day. This is pretty pleasant. Oh, you know what? You know what, my friends? I forgot my mask. Well, we can tack this onto the blooper reel. Let's go back in. Damn, okay. <laughs> hey, it's all good, guys, it's all good. Give me one sec. One sec. Uh, I make mistakes. Mr. Rogers messes up putting a tent up, and I am no Mr. Rogers. We are far different. Okay, back in the house. Check it, check, check, check. Jason. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, let's use the regular one. Cool. Alright. I'll tell you. I'll tell you another thing, too, about being a realistic person in the world. For which everything does not go perfectly. Who has realistic human flaws. Eh. Get back there. This mask is pretty dirty. It's pretty gross. Um, I've neglected two or three laundry cycles now of it. And on the last one, there were, when I was thinking about it, <laughs> the last time I had the chance to think about it, I didn't do it and the next day. <laughs> and the next day, uh, the, uh, <laughs> the, the washing machine flooded and broke. And um, no, it was the sink, the sink next to the laundry. Okay, let's actually start running. <laughs> and so... And so I've been an additional, like these last three or four runs every day you've seen me take, <laughs> I've been with this cross. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> I like this mask a lot. It's comfy, so we're just going to keep rolling. How about that? <laughs> okay. And as always, one of the first things that happen is I kind of negotiate my way around some kind of a semi-comfortable space with my cord, my speaker cord, my headset cord, my internet umbilicum, how about that? <laughs> Ooh, that's kind of nice. I looped it through a belt loop a little bit. Yeah, if that sticks, that ain't bad at all. Anyway, I, I'm telling you, ingenuity lives at the, at the frontier of everything, including the most mundane little things. I'm wearing shorts with belt loops. Thank you, khakis. I don't like your pockets. I do like your belt loops. I also ate 
so much yesterday. Monday was uh, a fast day. Today's Tuesday. And uh, so like five rolls around and I'm not quite ready to eat. Six rolls around and I have hard boiled a bunch of eggs, fried a bunch of eggs, thrown some beans in there, crisped up the beans, plenty of oil, plenty of salt and pepper and paprika and things. Not paprika. Um, damn, I, I looked up the name of the peppers last night. Some form of basic red pepper. Whew. Which I, well, won't get too into my cooking habits, but uh, if you want to know, I doubled up on that pepper because I used it for filling up a pickling solution in an old sauerkraut container that I had cleaned out. My great-grandmother used to make super sweet. Actually, they were savory. They were very spicy, very sour, pickled, spicy habanero-infused eggs. So good. That'll get you. First time I ever bit into a habanero, I uh, almost died. I saw my father change into a different person for the first time. I saw, I saw all the barriers go down for the first time. It was crazy. He was weeping. He was weeping and gasping and sneezing. <laughs> Talk about people melt down into a puddle. There was definite puddling happening. Those habaneros were interesting, though. Not a huge fan of the, f of the actual flavor of it. There's some kind of an exhaust quality about it or something. I don't know. It could be me. And tastes do change. I like a tiny bit of it. I like a tiny bit of the flavor. But I like the heat profile a lot. And I like that pepper sweetness that a lot of peppers do have. If it were a little less intense, I think I'd fry with habaneros a bit more. Because I like frying peppers. Oh, the belt loop came, came undone. Okay, well... We'll just do the regular old tuck job that I usually do. There we go. Screens outward, screens outward. Okay. Okay, we take the right. Yeah, I was uh, playing with different... Um... So yeah, fast day ended up being a, go a gorge night. Pizza and that egg bean th sauce thing. It was so good. It was also good couple of beers, a little wine. Very nice. Everything chilled just enough. Except for the pizza. That was ripping hot. Ah, oh, yes. One sec. Hmm. What else can I do with this cord? There's no easy solution, you know? Let's try that. Anyway, yeah, man, good stuff. Anyway, my waistline's a little bit thicker today. And because of the prevalence of red, of other red peppers, the, the, chip, the typical kind you see on pizzas and optionally pour on, I tend, to, I tend to waterfall that stuff onto my pizza slices. And you end up paying for it. You end up paying for it. I paid for it. I am paying for it. Ooh. Guess how? <laughs> uh. Uh. Hey, by the way, the uh, the sink is going to get fixed today, so that's great. That's why this run is a bit short. 
I'm going to be at the house when nobody else is in a window in the middle of that span of time when the person is probably going to be around to help us out. So that's nice. Get some laundry done today. Or tomorrow. Whatever. I'm only about halfway through my laundry anyway. Hey, incidental, total aside, shout out to Ranger Rolling. Shout out to Army Gringo. Your YouTube channel has helped me. It's assisted me. I'm learning one type of clothing at a time to Ranger Roll my entire arsenal of personal nakedity protectives. Clothing. <laughs> so thank you. You've done a fine service. And your videos are short. I like when people can do that because I'm so long-winded. That has to come across here. And don't you know that every time I do one of these, I always consider just sitting down at the end and talking more. And I always think about what I said, what I left out that I really wanted to get to, or what came up that I didn't get to or complete, or really attend to that day. I also think about things that I'm excited to do the next day. It's a really cool thing. There's a lot of cool stuff here, man. Um, trying to think if I want to make this a vineyard run or a short, short circuit run. Probably short, short. The sooner I get back, the sooner... My housemates leave to do errands and stuff. So, I think that's a, that'd be a nice, equitable, considerate thing to do. Just to kind of give them a little padding so they can leave a little, a little earlier if they want. Get stuff done. It does feel good to get stuff done quickly. For your day. You know, that's one thing that Ranger Rolling is causing me to incidentally sort of need to attend to because it's this pro oh, a lot of construction down the the short short circuit way. I'm gonna avoid it. F it. Let's at least uh continue on straight for a little while and see what happens. The world is my oyster. I don't give a I don't give a dang didgeridoo. Oh yeah, I was saying that when I decided to learn that practice, I decided to learn it well, not perfectly. Immediately I was struck by, A, how important it is to have a solid surface like a table, completely free and accessible in the middle of your room. For such an endeavor, I don't have anything like that. I use my bed, which doesn't lend itself to rolling quite as well. I don't think anyway. And then also, it immediately became apparent to me when I began ranger rolling, I started with t-shirts. It took me about an hour and a half to ranger roll. God, how many was it? Like a half a dozen t-shirts. You know, decently. In about the same time or a little faster, I did a better job the next time, though. And then I added, I think it was boxers. And then pants and socks came next time. So it's just like a little bit here and a little bit there. But it takes time. 
And the thing that I noticed that I haven't got to was that this is clearly a thing that's a long play. I could totally see myself getting proficient enough at it where I could apply the technique to various different kinds of clothing from memory without thinking about it very quickly to have nice tight snug rolls. So we'll see, guys. We'll see. Towels are the most fun. They're the most satisfying roll. <laughs> How do I turn a square into a tube? Well, by folding. <laughs> I wonder if I tried to describe the process. If I could do it any justice. Uh, I don't know if I remember towels. They do feel the best, though, because they're the most simple. T-shirts ain't bad. Socks are really easy. Towels are right up there, though. Let me think. Damn. Yeah, you, like, lay it out hot dog style in front of you. <laughs> Let's just do it. You lay the towel hot dog style in front of you. You take uh, what is about one-seventh or so, maybe a fifth, the length of the towel at that point. When you're at a fifth of the towel's length away from you, you grab it on either side, you pinch and you lift, and you allow that little bit that's uh, closer to you when you lift to go under the length of the towel. And what that does is it sets you up for gains later. And then you fold in thirds by length along the middle-ish of the towel. And then I believe, if I remember correctly, you flip it over and then roll from, from you to the other end of the towel. When I said flip, I meant rotate 180 degrees. Whew. A kamikaze fly just tried to bury itself in my right eyeball at the right edge. And he missed, but barely. And he came in at a pretty high velocity. Whew. My headset stayed on. More or less. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Let's take that moment to give you guys a real, some really good stuff. I'm not going to get to all of it. Ah, uh, let's take the right. Um, yeah, am I willing to do that? I'm willing to do that. I don't know if I can get to all of it. We don't have that much time. I'm at about the halfway point of the run. <sighs> okay. When it comes to things flying at you, there's a broader thing, which is inside, you can still, while you're inside, minding your own beeswax, sure, you're susceptible to things like earthquakes. Sure to things like giant fires. Sure to things like comet impacts. Sure to things like coronal mass ejections. By and large, the tigers are outdoors. By and large, the destructive catastrophic 
things that are just waiting to wreck you are outside. Minus your bathtub and a few other places. Minus the black widows in your garage. But if you're just sitting at home, it's like aneurysm or bust. They're pretty solid. But the second you step outside, particularly depending on where you live, depending on your proficiency level and your knowledge level about where you live, the danger level either spikes or, you know, kind of increases to where you can manage it and deal with it pretty good. But either way, it's increased. How much? Uh, who can say? Me, I live in a smaller, middle-sized... Actually, it's a micro-city of only a couple of blocks that's surrounded by a bigger city that broaches another city, which is even bigger. So I'm kind of in the small potatoes area. And I like that, but there's still plenty of things like suburban traffic, and there's that motorcycle club I told you guys about. A lot of Harley people out here. A lot of loud engines out here. And schools and stuff. So there's some traffic and there's some things, but nature's pretty tame. My backyard's a little different, but nature's by and large pretty tame around here. And so we come to the crux of the matter. Let's talk about childhood injuries. When I was a boy, the main thing that taught me to learn to wear shoes were bees. Because it's difficult to see bees in grass sometimes, depending on the time of year. The yellower the grass, the harder it is. The stripier the environment, the harder it is. So, you know, I trusted my senses pretty good. Barefoot in the grass is fine. And then all of a sudden, one day, you get that, you get that time. You step on that first bee and your world changes. It's like, wow, I'm in agony for three seconds. Little do I know. Okay, 30 seconds, a few minutes, perhaps. Agony quickly goes to, ow, quickly goes to damn. And damn tends to stay if you receive it early enough for a long time. I don't remember exactly when that was, but it was long ago enough. Might have been five. So what? Almost 30 years ago. Powerful. That experience and the drinking fountain wasp debacle, maybe a year or two later, my first fat lip. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and my sister's horrific experience biting into a burger with a wasp in it, getting stung many times in the mouth, almost to the point of the inflammation being too much for her tongue to really move or for air to get in and out. Things were almost really serious. These kinds of things pile up. I think I've been stung about nine or ten times in my life. A landlady, never been stung. I watched her dismantle a wasp nest with wasps in it, middle of a hot day, using like five sticks of incense and a ladder. I was so, well, you know, I'm not a smooth person. She's a smooth person. Some people are smooth. They move at the appropriate speed for the thing that's happening. Secondarily, 
come to find that she employed a technique that I do not employ. When insects are on me, I swat the shit out of them and I kill them. She'll do the brush move. And the brush move, believe it or not, I think was the thing. I think it was the thing that in this moment that I'm thinking of saved her from a sting. The bees were smoking up and they were already amenable to the intervention of a friendly brush as they would land on her forearms and wrists and things. Basically, I'm saying is that for all intents and purposes, the wasps assisted my landlady through the destruction of their own nest. If you can believe it, I watched it happen up close as if in slow motion because she was smooth. Meanwhile, I was quaking at the bottom of the ladder, holding it down, trying to hold myself down, really, in my agitation, my nervousness. And I was quaking down there. So, so that comes to the crux of the matter, doesn't it? Here we are, years after even that experience, when neither of us got stung. Since then, I've taken a hornet to the forearm, I think. Other than that. But it's there, right? It's there. Insects, animals, but particularly insects, will do stupid things. One time, a wasp flew into and up my shirt as I was stretching with others in elementary school during a PE. Looking back on it, it was almost a yoga routine that we were all doing. Pretty progressive. And uh, I liked the stretching. I didn't like the sting that I got when the bee trapped itself by, f- by well, they don't really think, do they? They just kind of do things. It flew on my thing, it got trapped in my shirt as my movement pinned it to my body. And it stung me. And that's a-okay. So when I take pains to do things like remove my shirt for running during warm days, that awareness is there. Now the trick, the trick is to consciously immerse myself at scale, at appropriate scale, to the appropriate threat level. So in this case, I'm running. That's not too bad. I'm mobile. It doesn't feel the same as being in my sitting spot, which I told you guys about, which is actually an entire very long, very low hill that overlooks a vast field and, a, and some really damn big hills. Several football fields, maybe dozens of football fields out. Hard to tell scale beyond a certain distance. People say it's like 60 feet or something. Beyond 60 feet, it's hard to tell how fast things are, how big things are. I'm not sure. That might be right. I could be wrong. Anyway, we're coming up on the end. we got a couple of minutes left. So what's worth saying in this time? I will sit out there and close my eyes and meditate. I will sit out there shirtless. Close my eyes and meditate. That's one step further. Because you feel one step more defenseless. Shutting the eyes is a thing. Sitting down is a big one. 
And then the shirtless thing just means more of my surface area. If accidentally stumbled into by the wrong thing in the wrong mood, coming off the wrong scenario, well, by no fault of my own, there's just sometimes not a goddamn thing you can do. And that's okay. And it's not about me and my ego and the story about how Justin gets stung a lot, how Run Man gets filled by an anaphylactic phenomenon, which is always a possibility. He's fucking stupid as hell, easily confused, easily aggressive, turning, flying needles that live in large numbers and can go anywhere in all three dimensions faster than I can. Yeah, that's just a reality we all bury, but I'm contending with it. Consciously, I'll do things like I'll celebrate when I don't react flippantly to the presence of a speeding, stinging insect on a maximum maximum velocity trajectory toward my person, particularly my sensitive regions. You always know when a bee's coming for your eye. And it happens regularly to me. Not every run. Every few, though. We're coming up on warmer weather. It's a good time to practice this instinct and celebrate when I'm able to just be cool enough to move away at speed. You know, it's funny. I practice Tai Chi. One place I know (laughs) exists to show me that I'm not quite there yet with Tai Chi. I'm not quite a novice. I'm like para-novice. Like slightly shittier than your average Tai Chi novice. Despite having practiced for a few years on and off. It's the on and off that gets you. Well, the indication I'm not really there yet is that, uh, well, sometimes I do spaz out when wasps approach. Sometimes I do snap and flick at them and things. And that's okay. The flip side of the celebrate when you act appropriately under pressure, whatever pressure, whatever the appropriate action is, conscious or unconscious, whatever, you know, the shadow side of that, the flip side of that is if we're trying to develop, what's the word? Resiliency toward the presence of these threats, particularly the present ones, the ones that I kind of pay attention to that are in my field more. Uh, the flip side of developing that that muscle, that inkling, that thing, is to yeah celebrate the appropriate actions, but also to relax when my hypercritical, self-directed antagonisms whir up and fire up to life, as if they were mechs that live in my body that want to take me down and demolish my self-esteem and things and keep me on the couch. He'll be like, Oh my God, you spazzed out to that bee and you were in public and these people laughed at you. Oh my God, that wasn't even a wasp, that was a big black bee. Why did it circle me for five minutes? Why did it keep making close passes at my ears? I don't know, but it kept doing it. But it wasn't even a wasp, Justin. Who cares? Who gives a hell? You could have just breathed. Yeah, try me. Try me. It's okay. You know. And then, of course, the following thing, if you're an overthinker, is becoming critical to the critical voice and saying, fuck you, voice. Which sometimes works. But sometimes, the appropriate answer 
is just to relax. And to not give that gremlin any extra nourishment from your own combative reactions and your historical patterns. You can be present now. It is possible. I've done it. This whole podcast is about being okay at something, trying to get good. Anytime I do that, I I want to bring it up with you guys. I really want to bring up places where I'm really weak. Or have a vast space for improvement. I'm back on the porch. Closing thoughts. I consider that a weak area in my life. Or an area of vast challenge that I'm meeting. That's the thing. I'm meeting it. At least a little bit here and there. Not all at once. I play the long game, remember? I'm here to live for a hundred years. I'm wanting a hundred years. And I want them to be good. So I want me and the wasps to get along nice and cool. Okay. It's time. 29 minutes on the dot. I will close by saying, mind your wasps. There's bees around me right now. It doesn't bother me. Of course, they're black bees, huh? Okay. Yeah, he was just sussing me out. That's fine. Anyway, (laughs) case in point, right? That's what you get for having very bright, very beautiful flowers outside your house. All right. Hey, take care of yourselves. I love you. And uh, until next time, maybe we'll go fucking six runs in a row or something like that. We'll check in tomorrow. All right. Signing out. Goodbye. Really, though. Bye. (coughs) I'm serious.